Hi everyone, this is Kevin Smith and Brian Belter. And today we have a very special uh, group of guests joining us. We have a bit of a roundtable discussion. Yeah, full, full clubhouse today. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Gene Camfield. I'm Mary Camfield. And I'm Liz Belter. And uh, we're pretty delighted. You heard Mary yesterday with us, and now we have her husband, Gene. And this is my sister, Liz. I'm sure some of you know her, and I'm really happy that she's here today because she does a lot of hard work for us on this podcast behind the scenes, helping to make sure that podcast actually gets out there to the people. Uh, So when you see those Facebook posts up there, that's all Liz putting that together. So thank you for putting that all out there. We really appreciate it. You're very welcome. I think John Bertram actually introduced me or uh, alluded to the fact that I'm kind of like the producer of the podcast <laughs> behind our, the scenes. You're, our, you're the silent partner, and I should definitely get a producer. Yeah, right? we'll, we'll, we'll put that on your resume. <laughs> it should carry far in some circles. And since you are, um, you know, my sister, you're an extra honored guest today. Um, so we're going to let you do the scripture reading. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so today we're reading from uh, Exodus 19. Verses 16 through 25. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast, so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down and warn the people, lest they break through to the Lord to look, and many of them perish. Also, let the priests who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves, lest the Lord break out against them. And Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, For you yourself warned us, saying, Set limits around the mountain and consecrate it. And the Lord said to him, Go down and come up, bringing Aaron with you. But do not let the priests and the people break through to come up to the Lord, lest he break out against them. So Moses went down to the people and told them. All right, Liz, thank you so much for that reading. Well, now we're into it. We we spoke yesterday about the Lord giving the people a command to prepare, to consecrate, to get ready for his descension upon this mountain and his presence to be closer to them. And, and now we've come to it. We've, we've hit the point here. And once again, I think it's really important to emphasize that this is uh, the first of uh, several words we read here is on the morning of the third day. So once again, we have that reference of the third day. The Lord appears in great, great majesty. I mean, we were talking about some something of those. great is going to happen on this third day. And it's with a pretty spectacular entrance, too. I mean, what do we see in there? I mean, it, it's pretty astounding. It's like there's there's been this big lead-up of protection, instruction, and now it's kind of like, okay, this is showtime. I'm going to show you who I am. This is who the God is who brought you through or out of slavery and into the wilderness and fed you and watered you, and now I'm going to show you who I am. Quite literally, too. Yeah. Uh, they say that Moses leads his people to the base of the mountain to see God. I mean, that's a pretty awe-inspiring situation. Whoa. Yeah, and just like the kind of the majesty, I guess, if you will, of how they describe it, like there was thunders and lightnings and this loud trumpet blast so that all the people could be alerted hmm. to the fact of his coming, essentially. I think Gene had a 
uh, I think it was Gene, that at, when we were talking about this a little earlier, about that trumpet blast. You know, where did that come from? What was that? Mm-hmm. Huh. So they're attending to their daily activities, not really aware of what's going to happen on the third day, and all of a sudden this trumpet blast apparently comes from the mountain, and they can't see anything because the cloud has descended down on top of the mountain, and that'd be a pretty frightening thing, and they tremble. Mm-hmm. Frightening and, and I know the word awesome gets used a lot, but in, inappropriately, but mm-hmm. I think awesome is the word to describe this mm-hmm. scene, filled with awe. I mean, just that trumpet blast is what kind of... St- Again, it strikes me in the heart of it because, yeah, thunder, lightning, shaking ground. Okay, I know that's frightening, but we, we, you can see that in nature from time to time. But you have this trumpet blast, a heavenly note. Mm. I don't know, is this an angel announcing the Lord coming down? I mean, it's, it, it it is awe-inspiring mm-hmm. to just kind of close your eyes and picture this scene in the morning of this just tremendous shock and awe. Here's the Lord on yeah, the mountain. And, you know, it, after they said that Moses, you know, brought the people to the foot of the mountain, then it talks about how the trumpet just grew louder and louder. I can imagine how, like, how that anticipation would build inside of you. I'm at the foot of this mountain. I'm getting ready to meet God, and this loud trumpet blast is just getting louder and louder and louder, you know? Well, and then the, the line follows that Moses spoke. And God answered him in thunder. Mm -hmm. So they don't say, like, what conversation Moses had with God at that point. They don't elaborate here. But you can imagine a great portion of the morning may have simply been, God, these are your people, and the thunder answering just loud crashes. I mean, Moses having a back-and-forth conversation with the God of their people, and everyone's there to witness it. Yeah, as we talked about and kind of led, uh, teased a bit yesterday, we've seen Moses talk to God, and then we've seen Moses come back and relay that information to the people, or, you know, and Aaron relay that information to the people. Now these people are at the foot of the mountain, and they're hearing Moses speaking to the Lord, and the Lord answering with thunder. I mean, boom, proof positive. There's your proof of the existence of this real conversation that Moses has been having. And I'm sure there's some people that... Maybe this is the first time it clicked for them that this is re- this is really happening. And that creation is trembling, too. That they had to have been impressed. I don't know how big Sinai is. I've, I've never seen it. But it says the whole mountain trembled greatly. Mm. And if that doesn't... If that doesn't get your attention, I mean, it had to have been a visible trembling. It doesn't say that any rocks came out, but that the mountain was trembling. And, uh, so the people of, trembled, and then the mountain... Well, the uh, create, creation was very impressed. Let's put it that way. Well, we do know from our uh, New Testament readings, you know, in Paul's epistles, that the fate of creation is tied into the fate of mankind as well. I mean, we are part of creation. Um, I believe it's in, it is in Romans that the statement is made that all of creation is groaning yeah. with us and waiting for the return of Christ mm-hmm. because. This, this land, this world, this earth that we live on is damned as well, just from that original sin, just as much as mankind's soul is damned yeah. without the salvation of Christ. So is all of creation. So it is, we're, we're dependent on each other, and, and the creation, mm-hmm. as we are a part of it, we're, it's all, we're all in that together. And we can see that here with just, again, that majesty through creation showing us these these natural signs, the thunders, the, the smoke, the fires, the tremblings, and it's, it's showing God's awe and might through 
some of these creative forces. Gosh. <laughs> so moving forward kind of in the story portion of this section, we see uh, God calls Moses up the mountain. So this is Moses' first journey up Sinai to, to speak with the Lord. Um, and we get some more information there on what uh, the Lord is looking for, what he says to, to Moses about the next steps moving forward here. He reminds him to go down and tell the people that they had not come up the mountain. This is reinforcing what we learned yesterday mm-hmm. when he had uh, told Moses that anybody that touched the mountain, even an animal, would be killed. But they were not to be laid hands on, lest they be defiled, but rather that they would shoot arrows at them or pick up stones and stone them. Mm. So yeah, the people are allowed to come near the mountain now. Um, so I guess they're... I guess before they were still camped back a bit because it says they approached the mountain and that the priests and of the, the Israelite priests were now supposed to consecrate themselves because, you know, as we know, the Lord does state about Sinai several times, you know, this is this is a holy, holy land right now because the presence of the Lord is here. So now the priests are uh, consecrating themselves so the Lord does not break out against them. It's amazing to me that, that the Lord is here to, I mean, we know what's coming. We're right on the doorstep of this covenant being. Uh, given you know the Ten Commandments and and everything that follows with that, we're right on the doorstep of that, and all that entails. You know that that for this point in time, that is the means of salvation for God's chosen people is being given the law and giving something to follow. You know to try to be pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Well, we're about to get this great gift, and yet the Lord is still saying, "Be careful how you approach, because I still might break. I can still break out against you if you do not follow." my precepts and how we're supposed to do this it could it could end badly before it even starts it's interesting that he points that out after what they've seen with the egyptians i mean if god didn't show his power there and they didn't get it i I don't i don't know what to say about them but he's showing his power in a different way this time without destroying them he's saying i am the one who did all that and here's i'm here to talk to you but you have to regard me Mm -hmm. uh in a certain way that i am a holy god i am a uh, a very holy God, and you are not. <laughs> yeah, he's going to speak through Moses to the people and show presence there on the mountain. But like Mary, like you just said, even though that's going to happen, there's still a level of respect and a level. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a command that needs to be obeyed here, mm-hmm. um, and we see that through this this consecration yeah. and this uh, you know the warnings to approach, don't look, but don't touch, yeah. kind of thing going don't on. Take here. it lightly. <laughs> I kind of like. As we were just discussing it a little bit after I read, I kind of envisioned a little bit like a mob mentality where they're approaching the mountain where God is and just maybe the excitement and the, Mm. you know, it might overcome them to where they want to run up to meet God. And God is saying, whoa, whoa, let's keep it in check. Let's keep slow it your roll. Yeah, slow your roll. I mean, that's kind of how I guess I could imagine myself being, you know, I want to see this. I want sure to see this do. this man that's been talking to, not man, this God that's been talking to Moses. And, you know, just you might be overcome with that excitement and, and lose control of yourself. Yeah, it's a long time coming. And you're talking about, you know, many hundreds of thousands of people. You know, that's a that is a mob. Yeah. Basically they're And God saying, Whoa, whoa, we got rules yep. here, we gotta we got some slow rules. it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kinda of brought to mind for me, actually, I was just sitting here thinking about this and how there's so much like you know, stay back, like don't rush me mm-hmm. and everything like that. Almost the exact opposite way that Jesus was when he had his ministry on earth. Oh. That just establishing that new covenant 
with Jesus. I mean, Jesus let the children come. Yeah. Good uh, he ate and drank with sinners, and it was. It's just interesting to me. Like this is very. This is the initial covenant that God had with His people, and just how necessary mm-hmm. Jesus's new co- covenant really was with us, and just how differently it was handled. It's like what the the crowd that was pressing in on him, and the, and they'd say, you know, well, who, he'd say, "Who touched me?" You yeah. Know, oh when yeah. They, I when just he wanted was, to touch the hem of your. Right, your garment, and, and, and they're he pressing blesses, in, and he blesses that person. Yeah, you know, we see. Uh, our, yeah, thank you for that sigh, Mary, because that's where we're at. I mean, yeah, we, that. We see that <laughs> got some goosebumps. We with see what Kevin that said there. when Christ comes and Christ gives oh. His covenant, everything's flipped on its head. It's the opposite of the way that this whole New Testament God, you know, had set up His oh. covenant with His people. Christ comes. Turn it on its head. Yep. This at Sinai, it's the typical sightseer mentality where everybody wants to rush in and see what's going on. And God realized that and said, "Don't let them do that. Keep them back." Yeah, he's definitely he's protecting them as well. For he's their not. Own good. He's mm-hmm. not simply saying, "I'm too good for you to approach yeah. me." It's it's a protection mode as well. Uh, that's a good point, Gene. Yeah, we see other places when the Lord does say, to look upon me is to perish. Yes. So, that's a pretty good warning. We don't yeah. want to be rushing up that mountain willy-nilly, headstrong, and look upon God and perish. That's why Jesus had to be both man and God when that's he true. walked upon we, the earth. We couldn't handle the full glory. We needed to have the God-man in order to, to give us that salvation. And this is also representative of the, the, the uh, priests who had to consecrate themselves. Mm-hmm. This is the same, probably, preparation they had to do to enter the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. And then here, uh-huh. thank you for bringing that up. We see that here the priests need to consecrate themselves, wash themselves before they approach God. Mm-hmm. But what does Jesus do in the New Testament? He, he comes to those priests' feet and washes their feet for them. Because, again, it turns it all upside down. I love Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, I'm good. That's it. That's a quote we came up with a long time ago. If you ever have a a doubt of what you're feeling, or you don't know this little piece of doctrine, or what um, might be a sticking point, right. take a break, take a yeah. breath, say, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so that's all you need to know. That's all you need, Jesus. I'm good. That's, that's so. This is so much fun. So, as always, we want to remind you of the Lenten services here at Holy Cross. Every Wednesday, we have services at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Well, there's something, there is something that we Yeah, we always, getting. what is that? Hey, guys, it's the 545 uh, Lenten dinner before Oh, yeah, thanks, Liz. So come out, join us, eat, fellowship, good times. Also, during this Lenten season, don't forget that we do have our regular weekend services. Uh, every Saturday at 5 p.m., we have service. And every Sunday at 8 a.m. in the morning and 10.30 in the morning, we have our regular services, as well as an instructional hour between for Bible study and Sunday school. And to finally wrap up every episode, we ask that you bow your heads in prayer. Lord God, once again we come to you with thanksgiving, especially for bringing this wonderful group of people together today to, to meditate and discuss your word. Again, we know that The more of us that are gathered, the stronger your presence is among us. So thank you so much for that. Lord, as we read in this passage today, we see that you are 
preparing your people, you are coming to your people, you are consecrating holy ground, you are showing the priests and establishing a priesthood for your people, for their protection, on their ultimate salvation. But also as we read this, we know that your son is coming. And when he comes, this whole situation gets turned upside down. No more are the acts of our lives the road to our salvation. It is nothing but that one act of salvation that is provided by your Son that will ultimately lead us to the gift of the holy, eternal life with you. So Lord, we thank you for these gifts and for reminding us of these amazing, wonderful signs that you give us in your scripture. Lord, we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. And thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder, all scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.